Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. My name is Gordon Esler, and I'm here today with Tadeo Gasparetto. Hello, everyone. And Carlos Gomez. Hola, hola, hola. Tadeo, can you tell us a little bit about today's paper? Sure. The paper that we're going to discuss today, its title is Eliminating Supportive Crowds Reduce Referee Bias. It has been published this year in Economic Inquiry, and it has three authors, James Reed, Dominic Schreier, and Carl Singleton, so from University of Reading and Otto Beinstein School of Management in Germany. Very cool. I like this paper because of one reason. When all these football matches had to be either postponed or played behind doors because of COVID, I had a weird feeling sometimes. It was weird for me to see those games and I didn't know how it would be as a player to play these kind of games. And I think it's a nice a scenario to test for some of these behavioral theories. So I like the scenario that the authors exploit in this paper. Yeah, I mean, it's really timely. It's like all newspapers and players and supporters were discussing what happened. So we are playing without any supporter on the stadium and we are listening to these players screaming and fighting during the games. So it changed drastically that perception of a crowded football game that we had. I mean, this is extremely relevant because they had the situation they were discussing. I mean, in the introduction, say that let's use such natural experiment to test this theory whether these pressures that fans used to provide to referees and players, somehow it changed the game. If there was a kind of bias decisions from referees because of the presence of the fans in the stadium. But they decided to take a little bit different. It's like one of the really good points, not the ultimate goal of the paper, but they provide an extremely extensive literature review talking about home advantage and referee bias. So they were discussing that many mechanisms that what drive this potential referee bias. They say that the noise from supporters, that some kind of unconscious decision toward the home team, where the televised matches may change something, nationalistic bias, some patterns of plays that might be preferred. So there are a lot of things. So it's really, really extensive. But they decided to say, like, look, there is one single piece of evidence in the past that say that taking out the fans or playing behind closed doors, it reduce the referee bias. And then after COVID, there are a ton of empirical papers saying that it increased, it hasn't changed. So what happened? What truly happened? And we cannot evaluate again after COVID because it somehow changed the match. So change the rules, more substitutions, playing styles and so on. So let's take this gap between the first evidence in 2010 and all these evidences after COVID. So what happened in between? So from 2002, if not not mistaken, to pre-COVID, they took a lot of data, basically all matches that happened in Europe, and evaluated this, whether in these games behind closed doors, the referee bias has been reduced or not. So I don't know who's going to tell about the method. I know that extensive would be really nice if you go ahead. So I'm going to talk about the data. And this was nice and well, maybe not too easy, but I like doing it for this paper because I think they did a great job describing why they took this kind of data that they have and what kind of data they have. So they take data from the Champions League, Europa League, French and Italian First League, 
then Italian second and third league, as well as the Italian cup. So when I read this, and also for you, when you hear this, you might think, okay, so why do they take those leagues? And they have a really good explanation, which I liked as well, because of data availability. Sure, it would be great, let's say, to take England, Germany, and France. But let's say there were barely any matches behind closed doors. So it doesn't make any sense to include them. So I think if I remember it correctly, in those three big leagues in Europe, they found two matches in the time frame they were looking at behind closed doors. So it makes zero sense to include it. So I think there's a really good and sensible explanation why they chose this data set. The data still for them is a tiny bit problematic, but I think they solved this in a very good way. And they also showed in their paper because they have two seasons, one 2006 and 2007, and the other one 2019, 2020, when most of the matches were behind closed doors. So they tell this very openly, and I really like that. So it's clear that you have those two seasons. So the next point for the authors is, okay, we want to look at how does a match behind closed doors maybe influence the home advantage or other factors, but what can they control for? So what can they look at that might influence their results? Obviously, they take attendance because for the matches that are not behind closed doors, that might influence the results. Then they have an ELO rating. If you come from chess, you know the ELO rating. Honestly, I didn't know that the ELO rating exists in football as well. So I looked it up. Very interesting. They described it in a good way as well in their paper, but it was interesting for me to know that this exists. So this is a rating that evaluates the performance of one team before a match. I think that's really nice because suppose you have a team like, I don't know, let's say Real. And historically, they have been really good. But in one season, they are underperforming. So then the ELO rating would be a little bit lower for one match. Not totally low because it's still Real playing. But you know, lower than maybe normally. So then control for yellow cards and red cards and penalty kicks. And all of that for home and away teams. In total... They have 34,000 matches, which is a huge amount. And then they have 160 matches behind closed doors. And now we come back to the research question, which basically was, does eliminating crowds or supporters influence a referee's decision? So does it have an influence on the referee bias? So, Carlos, what do they find? What are the results? Well, longer story, very short. This special condition, when I say this, because the authors actually have an extensive body of tables and figures, both in the paper and the appendix, where they try to control and pay attention to every single detail of the data and the analysis. And you can see very clear that the results are either consistent or not consistent. And long story short, they don't find any significant effect on, let's say, the important core of a football game, which is the result, right? The scoreline. They don't find any significant effect there, especially after addressing this non-random process of matches in the genetic problems that some of these matches may have. After controlling for all this, they don't find any significant results. Then they checked for different metrics, for different measures that are also relevant to the game. For example, the goal differences between the teams, home team and away team. And they find that, yeah, when this is playing behind doors, this effect, this goal difference is reduced compared when matches are played with fans. But the significance actually disappears when you control 
for this potentially endogenous assignment of the games. And this is pretty much in line with all the papers in the literature that looked at this after COVID. Then they come up with a measure that is also interesting for a football game and that it has some significant results, which is the number of yellow cards that the teams receive, especially when you play with a crowd and the crowd is naturally cheering for the home team, you might expect referees to be a little bit biased and to be willing to give away more yellow cards to the opposing teams. And this is actually what they find in this paper. And this has an effect on the game and the score, if not directly or at least indirectly. And it is an interesting result. There's a wide literature that talks about this home advantage in professional sports. And one of the mechanisms that drives these advantages, these biases and conscious biases that referees may have. So the results in this paper point a little bit towards that direction. One point that may be open for discussion is compared to all these COVID studies, uh, these games were played behind doors for different reasons, for very different reasons, which usually may involve fans misbehaving and then the games is played on a different day even in a different location i remember one game from argentina between boca and river and they came all the way to madrid to spain to play this game behind closed doors so even you may have some weird scenarios like this altogether i think it's a very interesting paper and very interesting results that i can imagine will push this research also forward okay cornell tadeo Thank you very much. This is everything for today's podcast. Thank you for listening to the weekly sports piece. Stay tuned.